Welcome to Star Wars. What ifs and what the fuck? How rude. Part of the high tea with Monsters, Rebel Scum, and Vigilantes Network. Hello there. I'm Brett Ashley. I'm Stephen Garrett. Thank you for joining us today. Be advised, there will be spoilers from across the Star Wars canon and Legends universe. Please do make sure to like and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever else your favorite podcasts are served. Before we begin, a word from our sponsors at XR. Are you enjoying the party? I... I'm trying to. What's the matter? I can't really put it into words, but ever since the awakening... I don't know. You'll think I'm crazy if I say it. I know what's wrong. You've got a bad feeling about this, don't you? How did you know? I did too. Until I asked my doctor about Metachloriax XR. Got that uncomfortable feeling that you just can't shut your mind off from, no matter how hard you try? I've got a bad feeling about this. I have a bad feeling about this. A very bad feeling about this. You aren't alone in wishing you could just wish it all away. I'm in agony. Believe me, I wish that I could just wish away my feelings. But I can't. And that's not just because the thousands of voices inside your head are coming from a sentient cellular being accessing the force inside of you. I, I don't understand. And you never have to. With Midichloriex XR twice daily, you can silence those voices. And our new extended release formula means you'll feel more brain dead than a Gungan after a dozen fuzzy tauntauns. Uh, is that safe? Sure. You'll be more mentally checked out than spending four months frozen in carbonite. So you're telling me if I take this pill two times a day, the voices will stop? You'll sleep like a baby without hearing a peep. And when you wake, you'll have less between your ears than a droid in low power mode. You've closed yourself off from the force. Of course you have. Guess if everyone else is doing it. Heck yeah, we are. Side effects include hot tongue, breath car scales, meaningless babble, homophobia, egomania, chosen one syndrome, death, Daphne fever, bandapoodoo prolapse, pondo baba, binary sunsets, unlimited power, porkins box, poor gullet, utini pini, maiming, blackwood enlargement, blood syndrome, dyading, hallucinations of dead people, thermal constipator, fear of seagulls, hibernation sickness, and illusions of grandeur. Life seems so much simpler when you're fixing things. It sure is. Talk to, to your, your doctor, doctor about Metachloriax today. today. I got a really good feeling about this. Midichlorians are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. They live inside me. Inside your cells, yes. And we are symbionts with them. Symbionts? Life forms living together for mutual advantage. Without the midichlorians, life could not exist, and we would have no knowledge of the Force. They continually speak to us, telling us the will of the Force. I need a midichlorian count. The readings of the chart. Over 20,000. Even Master Yenda doesn't have a Medichlorian cut that high. No, Jim. Perhaps Lord of the Sith. So powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the Midichlorians to create life. So let's talk midichlorians. As we've just listened to this clip here, 
and I'm sure you have many thoughts on them. It is a very contentious subject amongst Star Wars fans. Um, there was a lot of lot of backlash, and they certainly did hate it. And a lot of people were very confused as we started looking at Star Wars. You've always looked at Star Wars as being a fantasy, fantasy sci-fi opera, and midichlorians are very, I would say, hard sci-fi. And that's something that I think uh, people have appreciated Star Wars kind of just being like, well, it's the Force, it's this. And when they start attributing scientific uh, jargon and things like that, uh, people start to analyze things into different ways. And I feel like that's where the backlash really started. And certainly when it came out, uh, episode one, when they introduced this topic, I didn't particularly care, although I was what? like 11 or 12 I was like oh I don't really know what it is and now they're attributing like some Jedi are more powerful than other Jedi um, and this is maybe why the reading is off the chart over 20,000 even Master Yoda doesn't have a midichlorian count that high and we'll get into the facts as to kind of what midichlorians are and what they're responsible for um but yeah, what were your thoughts, Brett, when when you if you can remember or yeah. you have some yeah. I think I'm I think I'm like three and a half years older than you. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. I remember going with my my brother and my dad and my uncle and like I think it was around the same time that um Lord of the Rings was out too. Um so like it was kind of this like big moment in time for uh huge fantasy and sci-fi trilogy action and and we were so excited to see it i think i was so just like mind blown watching how everything was in like quote unquote the olden days compared to the mm-hmm. original that i didn't latch on to midi chlorians and i also like I think I kind of excused a lot of the questions at the time because I was just like, it's so cool to see a new Star Wars movie. And mm-hmm. when it came up, I was just like, okay, I guess that's why some people are Jedi and some people aren't. But like, right. the thing that bugged me more than the midi-chlorians was just sort of like, well, who's his dad? And like, <laughs> I never, who's Anakin's yeah. father? I never, like, I still feel conflicted on that. So midi-chlorians kind of went over my head um, too at that at that time. Yeah, 100%. George Lucas has said that midichlorians are something that's not new, and he, in fact, wanted to introduce them into A New Hope in 77. Ultimately did not. I think that would have been too much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, whatever scene that that would have been in? Like, just, I I feel like half the theater would have been like, this is is too much, and... Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And... He was the force was such an interesting thing, and he was really interested in fleshing that out more and more. And we certainly get that throughout the original trilogy. Yoda has a variety of of quotes in terms of like where the force is, the forces and everything, and all of that kind of good stuff. It's a very different take when we get into the prequels with taking a very a much more scientific approach that Qui-Gon. I mean, granted, there's a prophecy tied around Anakin's strength in the force um but it's a very much more like let's take a blood test and uh this is your cholesterol oh and here's your midichlorian yeah. count yeah. <laughs> um yeah. and uh you like know 
alcohol level and right. you've done cocaine and you have a midichlorian count of 12,000. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I think our perception of midichlorians and even George Lucas's from from where kind of maybe where he started to some of his more recent, he's talked a lot more about the force and the direction that he was looking to go with his final trilogy. Right. Um, I think that it's an uncertain thing. We don't have a lot of canon information on it. So with that, let's kind of dive into a few facts and kind of like just get that out there because there aren't yeah. a lot. There aren't a lot of facts. No, and I think that's probably why um, it's been such a controversial topic for so long because when right. you when you suggested this as a topic, I went back to like, and it's funny to even imagine that people were sitting around in 2004 on the internet, like speculating mm -hmm. about this. Oh, they but, were. Yeah. Yeah. They were like pre Reddit, right? Cause Reddit wasn't a thing at the time, but pre Reddit, there was, um, like just like message boards. Right. And so a lot of the, the, um, archives for them are like people going back and forth, like, it's a religion. No, it's a people. No, it's a um like like you said like a metric like your cholesterol and like you're stupid. No, you're stupid. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just funny to see how people used to argue on the internet um compared to oh. today where you log on to Facebook and you can get in a fight like just like looking at somebody but like these were deep um it's funny the the Wikipedia still has a bunch of them if people are interested, but it's been a hot topic since it was introduced. So, oh yeah, yeah. there was there was a lot of discussion on the the force.net about that. You can look yeah. at some old discussion boards about that, and people people are very passionate about something that we <laughs> don't really know much about. Yeah. So, in listening to that clip, I, I guess one of the big words and takeaways you can take from the very beginning here are midichlorians are uh, symbiotes uh, not to be confused with our friend venom from the marvel comic series or, <laughs> or carnage uh, but they are a symbiote that works similar to what a mitochondria in fact it's kind of a play on that word because yeah for um, sure. it's a very similar aspect to what mitochondria do except these are sentient beings on the cellular level um, primarily from what we know are only available in organic cells so organic life right According to Lucas, I'm going to read this quote here. I'm assuming that the midichlorians are a race that everybody knows about in the world of Star Wars. The way you would interact and interface with this larger energy field, the Force, is through midichlorians, which are sensitive to the energy. They are at the core of your life, which is the cell, the living cell. They are in a symbiotic relationship with the cell. And then, because they're all interconnected as one, they can communicate with a larger force field, force, uppercase force. And that's how you deal with the force. I have like immediately when he's just like, it's a race. I'm like, oh, God, I have 7000 questions about that. Right. Like the kid in class, just like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, and they come from a planet that is introduced in the Clone Wars TV show uh, called the Wellspring of Life. Yes. <laughs> Midichloria, right? Yeah. The Midichlorians. Like disease. Yeah, like chlamydia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's something that only the worst race in uh, Star Wars can get. <laughs> oh, I got a bad case of the Midichlorians. Itchy. <laughs> uh, are, since they are sentient and they can, like, teach, they, if you listen, they're, like, talking to you. and That's fucking creepy. I'm not, I'm not a fan yeah. of that. I so, already like, am uncomfortable. You're, you, you're <laughs> opening yourself to the force, and they're like, 
Hey, 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 Brett, it's me, the midichlorians. But do they speak um, in one voice or is it like a choir? Like, do I hear like 16 different, like, like one has a British accent and then one sounds like Lando and then like one sounds yeah. like the guys from um, Inside Out, just like. These are all good questions because. <laughs> There's no answer. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of an allusion to these four spirits that are in. So if you're interested in, in, in taking a look at kind of our, the more latter midichlorian talks or really about the force, the episodes are destiny and sacrifice, which are in the final season of clone wars. Although there's a new final season coming out. So I think it's season six final very, series one versus yes, two. very, very good episodes. And I highly recommend them. They don't really give us much more information other than kind of open some new doors. But I get the idea that these four spirits as because the whole concept of the episode is Qui-Gon reaches out to Yoda and is like, hey, you know, I was starting to learn how to, you know, be a force ghost. And the Jedi He's like, I have a I have a thesis I've been working on just in case I die. Right. Um, right, right. I'd like to come back. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, as he, myself exactly and he didn't quite figure it out like he can't fully manifest in like a physical form it's like a floating sphere of light um, yeah. or like these kind of trailing lights and and the jedi council is like that's a bit preposterous like yoda's gone senile i think yoda's like got dementia yeah and for sure we're not gonna, we're gonna like lock yoda in at the jedi temple <laughs> and he like escapes of course and like goes on this adventure and goes to Dagobah and goes to uh Malachor or Korriban depending on which And when which, is his when is his time on is he on Kashyyyk? I know he's with uh the Wookiees for like a portion of that but I haven't yeah. dove as deeply into this uh to Clone Wars as you have. Yeah. Yeah, this is pre pre that. Okay. Yoda, this is where Yoda figures out, oh, this is how I continue to exist in a self-actualization in the cosmic force, which actually brings me to this other two ways of, of looking at the force. So George Lucas talks about the living force, which is the material world, you know, these characters exist in that we exist in now. Yep. Like here, the here and now. Correct. Versus the cosmic force. And that's like everything is a part of the cosmic force. So when you die, you rejoin the cosmic force. The whole idea of being a force ghost is you're manipulating. I don't know. I'm assuming it's through midichlorians. They don't spell it out. Um, that's how you can retain your identity in the cosmic force. By manipulating them pre-death? Uh, yes. It's something you have to do before you die. So like learning uh -huh. French? Like I yeah. have learned this and yes. so like i will dream in this language and then when i die like if i'm not so if i have like a like not a lot of midichlorians like if i'm like a snap wexley uh -huh. <laughs> and i'm just like do -do -do, i'm a guy flying x-wings i'm not yeah he, not great with the force yeah, he, in the he did or at least. yeah he did so yeah. like if i'm just dead dead and i was not uh -huh. like practicing practicing my midichlorian yes. like like i practice piano like um yes. do i just turn into like a rock like on octu and 
she's like yeah. manipulating the rocks. Am I just like a lump somewhere? And that's how I've rejoined the cosmic force or is so, it like reincarnation? And like, I come back from being snap Wexley as like, um, like a Bantha. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's any kind of like, you know, obviously George Lucas is borrowing a lot from both Buddhism and Hinduism and other, and some shamanic or, you know, beliefs to create this, what is now an official religion. And there's probably like some written doctrine about this that, and whether or not I would, I, I doubt it's canon. It's probably whatever this religious order that they call themselves Jedi in, in and I'm talking, rea I'm talking about reality here. Yeah. So when you die, I think you're just, you just, your spirit joins the cosmic force, your body disintegrates as it would, you know, decompose or whatever, however you want to do your, you know, however that's, is and it's an well they idea. show it there's a really nice I, there's no well there's kind of audio we might be able to clip what do you see the island life death and decay that feeds new life warm cold peace Violence. And between it all. Balance and energy. A force. And inside you. Inside me. That same force. And this is the lesson. That force does not belong to the Jedi. To say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity. Can you feel that? They're they're kind of describing like the dust to dust. Like if we're yes. gonna be all religious about it, like that's sort of the principle behind yes. his... Except Except if you study and learn that force secret by communing with the wills or midichlorians, uh, it's not clear as to who you're communicating with, uh, but you have to learn that ability. So when some Jedi disappear, like apparate into nothing, that's them joining the cosmic force and they will have the ability to return as a force ghost. Do you watch Stranger Things? Yes. Okay. So like the upside down, I'm try I've been trying to find something that would be similar to what life is like for a force ghost? How do they know when to come back? I imagine that they're not perceiving the world exactly how it looks. No. So maybe it's like a colorless version or like they're just latched into something and it tells them like when Ray is about to throw a lightsaber into a, the burning wreckage of a TIE fighter or... Um, <laughs> When when Yoda has just died, that Obi-Wan is like, I better finish that conversation that Yoda started about having a sister, like, because he kind of mumbled in, like, you can watch it 7,000 times, and you're just like, what the fuck is he saying? Yeah. And he's like, there is another Luke's just like, huh? 
And then, like, his sad face as Yoda disintegrates. And he's just like, oh, man, I'll never know. And then he, like, walks outside and there's Obi-Wan. Hello there. Um, hey, I didn't tell you about this. Yeah, well, because Luke <laughs> looks like, I don't know what I'm going to do, R2. And yes. R2-D2's like, boop, boop, boop. And then all of a sudden, like, Obi-Wan's like, oh, I know what to do. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, here, here's this thing I, you know, I, I just, re- you know, refrained. <laughs> you know, I forgot you know, the father was a big thing, but you actually yeah. got a sister, too. Please um, don't kiss her anymore. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Incest. Save, save that for Game of Thrones. <laughs> just uh, let Han win that, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him have yeah. this one. Find another. Yeah. All right, so, but that's kind of how I'm thinking of, of it. Um, when 11's on the upside down, and, like, kind of able to make contact from in there i i would sure i think that's a that's a great way of looking at it i think also too could be similar to like the um train station in harry potter Potter. yeah it's good and dumbledore's kind of where how he's existing in that way i think the i think because there are many a times where luke tries to contact like obi-wan for help and he and it's not like it's a Mm-hmm. You know, an immediate two-way radio, and he's like, "I'm best friend." He's like, "Man, you know, there's no response." I I think that wherever wherever in the cosmic force that you know they're floating around, I think time's probably has different rules. Yeah. Everything's everything's just kind of, you know, we also have the world between worlds. So there's also a, a world that exists simultaneously that has no. Con- that time doesn't move linearly so that's another like plane of existence that exists within star wars um which again and here's, I don't... so and that's a good point but my other my other question about that is then like redirection through midichlorians right because like the midichlorians if they're a race that can like exist within a, a cell right mm-hmm. like the way like a mitochondria does mm-hmm. and they speak to you you within your body from whatever that is interpreted to look or feel like for each person or if I'm like a um you know if I'm like a wookie they're speaking to me in my language and like you know whatever but maybe like are they like an ocean in which like every wave is kind of connected so like if Ben's radio is off or Obi-Wan's radio is off when mm-hmm. Luke's like without a hand hanging on to the um, railing, mm-hmm. crying. Um, Cause like they're Man. like, Obi Wan's not here right now, but hey, if you like reach out to Leia in your brain, who you also don't know is your sister yet, so you have no reason to know that she can hear you, but you're going to be like, right. Leia, hear me. And then she's like, we have to go back. Are the midichlorians like he's not coming to the phone right now? So alternative option <laughs> in your brain. Yeah. Like, who told Luke to be like, well, uh, like it's so not, it's not a, a known thing. I think you're onto a good a good thing that that gets my gets me thinking. So maybe the subconscious, right? So yeah. if you have midichlorians, which everybody does, right? So every everyone across the galaxy. Including the Porgs. Including the Porgs, yes. Maybe droids, we don't know. See, that's where we started to get into, like, fuzzy territory (laughs) of living cells and what is it, like, sentience and all that kind of good stuff. So I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that that's probably what happened is, like, when you're searching your feelings, 
Right. It's almost like you're searching your feelings and you also happen to be having this symbiotic relationship with another sentient being that's that maybe that's what's pushing you or giving you that subtle thought. And if, and if you take the time to listen and reach out to the force that you can, that's when you can hear them. You know, George is like, anybody can be a Jedi. Anybody can learn the force. You just have to take the time to learn it. And that's where midichlorians, I think you can practice. I could practice basketball my whole life, but I'm not going to be LeBron James. You can suck at it, but you're still playing basketball. (laughs) Right. Like, I, I think that like. Speaking German. I suck at speaking German. I can try to speak German enough to like, know like how to say, excuse me when I walk into a bike lane, but like, right. But I am not going to speak it. On the same token. Yeah. And on the same token though, if, if you have, if you happen to be extraordinarily have a high metachlorian count, right. If you happen to be an Anakin Skywalker, you're going to pre- be predisposed to using the force better. But if no one trains you how to use it, obviously Mace Windu is better at using the force is more powerful than Anakin Skywalker when he's a child. So like by having more midichlorian doesn't mean that midichloria midichlorians doesn't mean you're more powerful than somebody else who's studied at it. But you have the potential to be sure to the potential. Exactly. And I think that's the part of like measured potential that fascinates me as well about it. And it doesn't just make it where there's an exclusive group of people who can be good at something. Like there's yeah. the, you know, there's the Rudy's of the, of the, of the Jedi. So that's that for me, there's, there's another question that comes cause I was um, thinking about communication in general. Mm-hmm. I really wish we could get a sense of that's why this whole like Luke reaching out to Leia in the force before he knows that they have a force bond. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's not a force, I, I don't know if it's called a force bond, if it's your sibling, like Ray and Ray and Ben having a force bond is is possible somehow, but like, is it the midichlorians within me are connected to the midichlorians within you, or like how I, I'm sure there's a, some sort of equation in which they're related, yeah. but like within Ray, just take Ray for instance. So she. She goes through the the scene at Maz's um, castle on help me on uh, Takadana. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's like I know you'll you'll have that. I don't know it. Um, and then she's like, I don't want any part of this. And then immediately she's taken by Kylo Ren, um, and and he starts to interrogate her, and somehow she's able to shut her mind off even though she's never had any Jedi training and she only knows that she might have the force moving through her because Maz told her and then she pulls out um, of Kylo's brain you you're afraid that you will never be as strong as Darth Vader Mm -hmm. and he like storms off Mm -hmm. how does she know like you will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door open. How does she know? Cause like Luke watched Obi-Wan do that to uh-huh. stormtroopers 
So that's how yes. he learned. Like this is a talent that's associated with this like mind manipulation. Uh-huh. She's been alone on Jakku since she was like six. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is she like, if I tell this guy like leave the keys and also drop your weapon, he's going to do those things. And how do, how did she know to keep trying Midichlorians. Like that, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, that, that bugs must the be. shit out of me because it's something where, like, you know, Obi-Wan doing it kind of impressed Luke when he was like, whoa, like, you know, he just gets uh-huh. like, these are not the droids you're looking for. Like, move along. Right. And so Luke does that. You know, he, do, he works that at Jabba's Palace. But that bothered me so much because it's not even like being force sensitive. It's like mastery of what a Jedi master can do. So this is where we get into how does Anakin pilot a pod? You know, how does he 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 can do these things because he. Yeah, <laughs> he he just does it reflexively, right. not because he's trained and. You know, we get this kind of retconned scenario that, you no, know, ah, she's a Palpatine. Yeah. Um, and she was like five, right? Or five or six, I think, yeah. I, I believe, when she was dropped on Jakku. So chances are her parents, maybe potentially, we're going to find out we're being trained by Luke or one oh, of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's this is my big guess because like how how else does how else do they know that she's a I mean I don't understand how they know she's a Palpatine like how like does this, the wills or are the midichlorians are like and by the way uh, she's a Palpatine um, like, I'm trying how- to find in my room here I have the visual dictionary somewhere and I'm trying to find the timeline hold on yeah yeah you're gonna look at that timeline it's gonna like because it tells you but it tells you when she was a kid and i'm just trying to figure out where everyone was i know you've read more books and listen to more books than me here it is they put it in stupid bsi and asi which just i know i'm just like what the fuck is this is there like somebody who's like jesus or um the first death star attack wasn't enough like now we got a man all right so because i'm this kind of person like i have um this dictionary just sitting like feet from me wherever i am um yeah i so... left mine at work <laughs> okay so for people who haven't purchased this and like um steven clued me into this so um it's probably the greatest resource i have um i think that either of us really have to kind of orient the interpretation of how the final film plays it like links into all of star Wars history or chronology. And then there's um, in the introduction, there's like an actual timeline, super helpful if you haven't already seen it. So mm-hmm. episode one, 66 BSI um, Luke and Leia, like episode four is 34 BSI and then force awakens is zero. Um yeah. Okay, so there's moments throughout that timeline that give you context for big moments like Leia identifying exactly when Ben and Ray are doing what they're doing. And she's also like, they don't expand on it a lot in Force Awakens, but um, that scene where Starkiller Base destroys the Hosnian system, she, know- she knows it. 
she oh. feels it. Yeah. Like, and so the other thing we get is like, there's ripples and you, like you'd use the wave analogy yeah. earlier, there's ripples in the force. Yeah. So, and when the Jedi are in hiding post order 66, Jedi aren't, aren't trying to use the force cause they don't want to create ripples in it. Yeah. You know, hence Yoda going to Dagobah a place that's rich in life. So high in midichlorians, he's easily masked in yeah. that place and not sure clearly has the cave as well so right not sure about tatooine don't know why it was probably one of the worst choices of places to go it was dumb don't yeah. understand it if, if tatooine is sort of a dearth of midichlorians like it's not a lot of life other than moss eisley full of scum and villainy and then um is far away from society so it's a hot controlled planet it's still strange because Luke has instinctively been using the force, right? Because you can't help but reflexively use it in the same way that Anakin did. If Tatooine is like a dearth of midichlorians and your midichlorian count is so high mm -hmm. dormantly that both Anakin, yes. like basically both Anakin and Luke, the only, they didn't know about the force, but the way that they manipulated it was through pod racing and then Luke training, you know, with all of his aviator friends. And there's actually a deleted right. scene from when he's hanging out with his, like, pothead smoking friends. So bad. It is really awful. I'm bad glad you cut it. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Um, but you can Google it to find it. And um, You may be the hottest bush pilot this side of Moss Eisley, but uh, those little skyhoppers are dangerous. <laughs> so he's, like, known for being, like, the best pilot in the galaxy uh -huh. until Poe comes along. Um, and clearly Ben is also a great pilot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. both it's, genetically yeah. and also because Han Solo is his dad. Um, yeah, it's, I think when you're a Jedi, because you're, if, if you undergo any of that training, especially, but reflexively, it's again, I think there's a sense that if the midichlorians are communicating to you. And if things if that's happening reflexively, it may come across as like a subconscious. So like, and I think there's some precognition that's tied to that too. So like being able to react faster than the average person because of that. Yeah. Where do the midichlorians fit into that puzzle? And yeah. I think that they're an important part. And, you know, if we're talking about too, to kind of go back to that idea of communication through the force, right? Han... Han is somehow finds Luke in the wasteland of Hoth. Yeah. You know, on, on, on and you know, they survive in the right. Like... Even if you're not trained and maybe you're everybody has this. And, and I don't think that was exclusively Luke reaching out to Han. I, I do think Han, fa well, he was unconscious, right? Or he was losing consciousness yeah, and Han found, found him somehow. But, found him. Yeah. but there was also, like Obi-Wan was also there as a right. force ghost. So maybe like that, like the midichlorians are like big shit's happening over here in this pile of snow. And Han's just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go there. You know, we get, we have a lot of moments of these ripples or potentially uh, subconscious alerts, push <laughs> notifications via midichlorians in the force. When loved ones pass away, we see that yeah. with, you know, when Luke passed away, when Han passed away, we get reactions from Leia, from Ray, you know, et cetera. Yeah, and if we're looking at it like this bridge and this is how how we're accessing the force in some ways and how, how this conduit 
through the symbiotic relationship. So it's likely one one of the explanations. And again, this is all supposition that we don't have any true facts on this. But um, the other other kind of component to this is the wills. Um, and you're probably going, what are the wills? Where there's How a do will, you spell the wills, Stephen? Um, it's W-H-I-L-L-S. Um, it's the wills, if you, if you were. Um, do the wills give you the whillies? <laughs> <laughs> Some oh yeah ripple in the force is I mean, happening I, I think uh i think they give george lucas the willies he loves he loves the wills he's probably got the like the the dialogue in his head like the midichlorians talking to george lucas the inner dialogue in his head must be the weirdest place oh, in the universe this weird stuff about force and then you he loves cars and isn't he dyslexic his... too or is that I steven spielberg? no steven spielberg is okay and so is tom cruise yeah. And left-handed, yeah. which I am. So, he's certainly not he's certainly not neurotypical. So, that's <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Who is? Honestly, yeah. I don't want to like being neurotypical is probably pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, um uh, so I think the the whills are an important thing just to mention. So they are not midichlorians. We were going to get an origin exploration of the microscopic universe of where the Whills reside um, in Lucas's <laughs> trilogy, which would have been bonkers. They would have hated it. They hated it. They would have, the fans would have hated it. That's for Wait, sure. Give some context, um, would you, for the Lucas trilogy that you're talking about? Because yeah. some people <laughs> some people just only know the yeah. shit we were given. At some point before he uh, accepted a check for like $4 billion. Please uh, just sell us your brain and yeah. go away. Go he, away. Uh, right. Sell us your brain. We're going to make yep. rides. We're going to yep. make better oh. movies. We're going to make that money back in like two years. <laughs> We're going to put some shit in Target. We're going to make less good toys Yeah. and go away. Thank yeah. you. Go- nope. Go away. Yeah. Also and, do no press. <laughs> and yeah, he said this in a few interviews that his biggest disappointment with the newest trilogy, it doesn't like do anything new. And Lucas was all about, you know, innovation, whether we liked it or not. Jar Jar Binks was a innovative character with having a full CGI character and a lot of the stuff he now did. We can't with... stop having full CGI characters. There's a CGI dragons and there's oh. CGI people and such. Yeah. All the stuff that ILM did and I mean that really paved the way for a lot of yeah. a lot of things and you know that we take for granted I think within cinema. He he said he was working with some scriptwriters, uh, some screenwriters and and I, I don't know if they had just treatments or where they kind of stood, but he his idea and I don't again, I don't know how far along with he this was, but he was planning on making another trilogy and this trilogy would have been going into this microscopic universe of the wills, which I think the definition of the wills was going to change a little bit in this in this universe, I think in some stuff that I've seen. They're said to be like these ancient ancient beings that are kind of dictating the will of the universe. Right. Uh, these could have been. It would have been interesting. I'm sure. I'm sure it would have looked like you know, Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm like I how do you, don't how do you care do for a, him as a director. No. So or a writer, like dialogue writer. He's uh, like good his at stories. He's a good storytelling. Yeah, but like the dialogue is like you can oh. tell that he doesn't talk oh to God. a lot. 
football. No, no, no. It's it's and and that's why he's got to get ghost writers to come in and fix things. Yeah. Please help me. There's some of those writers are going to be at C2E2. That'd be a cool mm. thing for us to do is to talk to them. On that weird relationship between the Wills and the Midichlorians, what is it? What is the relationship between them? Yeah, that's a good question. We don't know. Um, no, I'm asking you. I need an answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. I have no idea. Like, I uh, think that yeah. I think I think that they exist in a sense also within the cosmic force. I want to say that the wills probably live there from this is again, me just like throwing at some, throwing some stuff against the wall uh, from what I've read, but there, we have such little canon stuff. Rogue one, you know, Churud and Bays are guardians of the wills. Right. So like they're important. Yeah. Yeah. So like Jedha is the monastic order there they're the guardians of the wills it's never really explored or explained and yeah there's no there's no expansion on that george lucas was so smart and and it was probably not him it was probably one of the the writers or one of his mentors or peers was like yeah don't put medic midichlorians in to this <laughs> like Please. not a not a great idea yeah but you know as he got older and has and kind of is like well i can do whatever the hell i want to do even in the prequels, well, there's a lot of like a lot of fluff and there's a lot of like action and stuff like that. There's a lot of boring stuff that yeah. to me is like, I don't really care about this Senate stuff that much. Like, see, I kind of want to know more about that, but then listening to Aftermath and listening to wait, what's the is it Ma Aftermath is the one that um dives into like Leia's time in the Senate where she's like torn uh, between that is. Uh, resistance or something i okay. think it's called or and she's like yeah and she's she on got, the cover yeah it's yeah. awesome it's really good han's like at home yeah. with the baby alone yeah, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is the weirdest fucking thing to picture him as like a stay-at-home dad who's like a pirate on the weekends and like yep yep yeah. i would have like to see baby be. ben solo i listen to these books concurrently because it might be second book of aftermath. I'm not sure because I listened to like several. I listened yeah. before the third aftermath book came out, okay. so it's there. It all kind of started to blend together in my head. It, me too. Uh, I am totally lost. I need like I really do need an all encompassing encyclopedia because yeah. I'm getting old and this shit's starting to <laughs> yeah be hard to keep track of. All of that makes me think. And even within the Marvel universe, but especially because I know you and I are, are both such big fans of um, the Mandalorian, which rhymes with midichlorian. Um, and I'm sure that we'll see that explained more because as you and I were talking about like earlier, the child, the child yeah, has baby Yoda has obviously has midichlorians. That's when they're using the machine and the client and mm -hmm. the doctor are like, Oh, this is incredible. This is higher than anything on record. And then he spends a couple hours alone as Mando, like walks away like a chump and just kind of like want one. Um, I think we'll see more on his force sensitivity as we go. One of the main themes in the film is, uh, having organisms realize that they must live together and they must live together for mutual advantage. Not just humans, but all living things and everything in the galaxy is part of a, a greater whole. 
it's a an issue of quieting your mind so you can listen to yourself. You have the fixed universe, right? Which is things that will never be untrue. So like, let's take a reality in Star Wars, assuming the midichlorians to be sentient blood. <laughs> like, um, Parts of the blood, part of the cell. Yeah, yeah. Like, like basically a body part, like a, another thinking and feeling mm-hmm. thing within your own body. Mm-hmm. Which it's weird to me that George That's, Lucas described it as a race. Like I'm still struggling with that. Mitochondria kind of are that. They're not True. sentient. That, but <laughs> your mitochondria, Stephen, are not telling you when your wife's in trouble. No, no I'm this sorry. Is true. This is true. It's not like Stephen, get more milk. <laughs> You're That'd like, wait great. a minute, my my, I'm tingling like my spider senses. I have to go to the yeah. store. Yeah. Um. So like that's that's to me where I'm just like, okay, so it's a ra- it's like a race of people that live inside my blood. They live inside me. Inside yourselves, yes. And we are symbionts with them. So that's so, kind of what I envision. Mitochondria. Yeah, the mitochondria trilogy, midichlorian mitochondria trilogy. Yes. That's probably like gonna be explained during the Mandalorian series. Sure. But then we have the Obi-Wan series. So I think that we'll get something because oh, oh, it was 100%. his mentor that was manipulating the midichlorians first anyway. So like there's got to be something of that that ties into. Yeah. Yeah. We're 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 going to definitely I don't this is not the end of midichlorians. And I think you're right. They don't mention it in, in directly in Mandalorian. the Mandalorian. But I think that's kind of be fucking point. confusing for all these kids who are like eleven to be like, wait a minute, right. like a Mandalorian is a Mandalorian. Like they're also Probably. learning about their bodies at school. So sure. <laughs> is, it, is it a sperm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I you know, is is Yoda, Maybe it's do sperm. They, do they, who knows? Do they, do they bud? Is that how they <laughs> is um, it a plant? Yeah. God. I uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to like a lot of guessing, you know, in terms of midichlorians. And I think that that force healing power that we first see in that ep- was episode six of, of Mandalorian or seven, maybe was it I, wh- whatever when when uh, the child heals re- grief Karga's leg. And yeah. Then, then the next day, uh, Bryce Skywalker comes out and we, we yeah. see that we see that again Ray can and do that, I, yeah. right but we learned that i think in, it's in rise of skywalker that for ray to do that she's giving part of her life force there isn't an unlimited amount to draw upon right so she, that's she, what i so that's what i was wondering because that's so, why i think ben dies well but think also about leia dying i mean i know they had to do that just because yeah, Carrie Fisher died, which like it's hard to. Yeah, I still don't understand. I don't understand why her body. I, I she's but waiting for Ben to die. You know. have Maz, Maz Kanata. So he's not even dead yet, though. And it's like, I don't think it's because. I don't know. We talked about this a little bit in the Rise of Skywalker yeah. episode, but like, I feel like it's because she used everything she had left in her life force maybe midichlorians are a factor in that to reach out to ben solo inside of kylo ren to project like, han 
Well, I think it was to to do one last ditch effort to make him good, right? Because he uh-huh. was he would have been equally able. Ray was tiring. She was she was she didn't have the upper hand in the fight when Leia called out to him. And I went back and saw it again just just to watch mm-hmm. this. And it'll be easier when I can like replay scenes, like skip yes. all the shit I don't want to watch and just go straight yes. to things I care about. Yes. But Maz Kanata realized, like, she's like, because no one, Carrie Fisher wasn't there to act the part and tell it herself. Like, Maz Kanata's like, and now I am the narrator. And, you know, uh-huh. here Leia is going to do what she knows must be done and it will take all of her strength left in her, you know, to do it. And so she reaches out to Ben, but I think it's to s- just stop him in the moment and be like, this is yeah. the end is near and like so how does Hod get there though is it real that's my i don't i really i'd love to so, believe it is real and like he's got a force ghost but 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 it when takes like he's it like, takes like a lot of training to be able to do that <laughs> i know yeah like, and when leia did leia learn that training. yeah when did she learn that when did ben learn that and did she even do it though because here's what i think happens right so like he's split into and when he kills Han, right, it's mm-hmm. like physically scars his face, the trauma of yeah, abandoning his family and um, becoming Kylo Ren. He has to kill Ben Solo and he doesn't really fully kill Ben Solo until he kills Han Solo. But he didn't really kill him. Instead of dying, he like put Ben Solo in jail inside his body, right? Thinking in like, let's think of the parallels between Anakin and Luke and Ben, right? You have the force sensitivity is genetic through all of them, right? We know that even though Han Solo is not a Jedi, he's got force ability, like, and just like Finn does. Like, I think there's a really strong parallel to be drawn between Finn and Han in, and even Poe a little bit. Like, I don't think he's force sensitive, but I do think like some of the piloting abilities and the, the, um, connection. He's got midichlorians. Yeah, I mean everyone does, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like a fucking toad, um, the toad outside Jabba's palace that eats the big bug. Like, he's, he's got and, that toad's got those metachlorians. He's probably got more than Yoda. That toad knows <laughs> what the fuck is going on. But um, no, I'm just like so. At the moment where Anakin chose to turn bad, is what Leia interceded in her son's life mm-hmm. and change the course, right? Because Anakin chose to go dark and execute order 66. He was about to kill Ray and had the upper hand. Cause she was like on the ground and like her, her wrist was hurting or whatever. Um, and she only was able to wound him because he froze in place when Leia was like, right. and, then she hurt him. So it wasn't that she knew he was dying. It was she picked the moment that would have changed everything that came after that. Because if he killed Ray, she never gets to Palpatine. I don't really know what the consequence of that would have been, but maybe it would have just been the First Order won that fight, right? Like they, Kylo yeah. Ren went and he and he became the Emperor. Maybe he killed Palpatine and he became the emperor and then the first order destroyed everything. And then he's just alone and there's no good people left in the world. 
but she well, stopped still it. isn't balance in the force which I know. that'll be on my next the next episode yeah, we'll we can be talking talk. a lot about that yeah that and the chosen one episode yeah. still needs to come and this is for yes. veering a little bit into the the chosen one speculation but i think she was the thing that anakin didn't have uh-huh and maybe it's because she was a mother you know and he was inside her body and whatever like more than because he's a Jedi, but she stopped that moment and in a way sacrificed her son because he became good and knew from that moment on, he only took the selfless course of action. He stopped caring about power and authority and all of it. I'm all for that. I just don't understand how he and Leia... More so he becoming a force ghost is complicated and it took it was hard for Yoda to learn it. And I Well, you're trying to figure out is Han Solo a force ghost or a memory? Well, yeah, but then Yeah, but then how did Leia become a force ghost at the end? And how did and we don't see Ben become a force ghost, but he disappears into the force, which only happens for people who can become force ghosts. Yeah. Otherwise you just like Qui-Gon's body is just a corpse. Yeah. So it's like, I just don't understand. Yeah, that's another thing that is I don't so get it. ridiculous. And like you have to burn, you're burning his body. Same thing with um, Anakin though. Yeah. Right? You burned, I mean, well, they burned his body. And then I, the, like to... the sexier, younger version of him got to come back as a force ghost in these new yeah. fucking how did films. It, how did Anakin learn that? Did yeah, he learn why it when he, he was on Mortis? Like, do you get to choose? And then, like, why did Leia choose, like, her um, costume from the first film with the horrible hair that she hated? Like, I think it's, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to pick my bikini outfit from Tatooine. Yeah. yeah, like, that's who I am in Force Ghost. And then Ben's like, Mom, like, fucking put it away. He's not even a Force Ghost at the end. So but he stupid. will be like, or he'll come back from the dead because he'll figure out like how to do that. But like, so the force abilities that we saw in this new trilogy, I think when you talked about like George Lucas wanted to see things moving forward and they tried to do that with some of the force abilities. Cause like mm-hmm. Luke was the greatest Jedi of all time. Snoke was like, if they find Luke, this shit's over. Sure. Um, because there's been an awakening and you and I are, uh, believe that that's like bigger than just Ray. Right. Yeah. The same instant that Finn and Jana and everybody like stopped being stormtroopers and became resistance, like without even knowing what the resistance or where it was. And like all these people sure. who came showed up at the end of sure. Rise of Sky. My, my kids were like, who are those fucking people? I didn't know that the uh-huh. galaxy had other people because they just know what they see. Yeah, just but, Lando called in all his favors, I guess, so. He saved well, he uh, saved the day. City, as we know from the timeline, yeah, so, like a like hey. uh, sub note, foot, <laughs> footnote here, like Lando liberated a bunch of people, and then like poor Carrie Russell, um, she she yeah, her and Babu Frick they got off somehow. Yeah, they they how? I don't who, uh, who who knows how, but they somehow knew that the death that the the new Zizel Star Destroyer had a planet destroying weapon on it, and they yeah, got and- out. Like, how 
I guess it right, must have right. been that. It's the Force. It's midichlorians. Yeah. That's no, how I they got out. That's how everybody figures out everything. This I is, want you this to This is the missing puzzle. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. You know, between midichlorians, the Force, Sith secrets only the Sith knew. I mean, that's pretty much how you can explain anything in Star Wars. So yeah. if you don't have an answer. An eager apprentice, a reluctant teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll use the force. Yes. Everyone has midichlorians. Ray has skills that everyone like treated like nobody knew. Lay and Ray like just know things. Yeah, and like, you know. Like I drink and I know things. Also, Luke and Leia knew she was a palpatine because I don't know. The Force? God, yeah, they knew it Midi before George Lucas knew it. Midichlorians? I, I, I don't know. Uh, secrets <laughs> only the Sith knew? Yeah, so, the secrets only so. the Sith knew are really important. We should so, know them. So We don't know them, but we should. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please do make sure to like, subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else your favorite podcasts are served. And may the force be with you always.